0: It's not playing with Lex and Dan. Welcome once again to Not Playing with Lex and Dan. That guy's Dan. That guy's Lex. I sure am. And this, of course, is the podcast where we watch movies that most of the world has seen, but that either one or both of us has missed. This season, we're watching the films of James Bond, one per Bond. And I believe we're up to the currently last Bond, right? I believe tonight is Daniel Craig. Is that right?
1: Daniel Craig is tonight. And he is, yes, still the current Bond and I'll just take issue: These are not the movies of James Bond. He didn't direct these. He didn't write these. <laughs>
0: it's
1: not even a real person, Lex. Have you learned nothing over the last six episodes?
0: I did have somebody telling me today when I said I was going to record this tonight um, that the Ian Fleming books are really perverted, that they're really dirty um, and perverted. So I would like our listeners to know that if they didn't know that before.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly... Yeah, I remember reading them as a teenager and them definitely being on the risque side. Yeah. Not that the movies are particularly tame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. But so tonight's movie is Casino Royale, which is uh, French for Royal Casino. Mm,
1: indeed. Or uh, I thought it was a Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Is that not... That's also not,
0: true. I've seen that true. movie. So I, you know, my job... And this uh, the reason this season has been a struggle for me, I think, overall, is that my job in this part... Have you seen Casino Royale, first of all? I,
1: I have. I have. In fact, I saw it in the theaters.
0: So my job is like, I tell you what I think happens in the movie, but I don't think most people like the typical non-giant Bond fan would go in and say, oh, this is what happens in that particular James Bond movie? You just know. It's it's like a Mission Impossible movie. Like, Tom Cruise is going to Actually, have missions that are possible, uh, and James Bond movies like he's going to be a spy and like yeah, sleep you, with might, women you might remember like gadgets.
1: set pieces, right? Oh, it's the one with the you know right. them sledding on the cello case down the hill, or it's mm-hmm. the one with the car that goes underwater,
0: etc. Oh, but. how I try to forget that one <laughs> with the cello case. I know nothing of Casino Royale. I didn't Google a thing. I'm excited, like it's going to be the most modern. I had this excitement when we were going to do Pierce Brosnan. And I was like, oh, maybe like feeling like a more modern movie will help. He doesn't seem to me, from what little I know of Daniel Craig, to be like a comedian. So I, I imagine he won't be like Roger Morian, who I thought really had a nice sense of humor to it all. Um, I'm, But maybe he'll surprise me, and I don't know. But like, I truly know nothing. I don't know who the the, the Bond women will be. I don't know the storyline, what gadgetry, set pieces. I know nothing.
1: Roger Morian, by the way, distant cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm uh yeah this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, took, that took a twelve second? seconds took to get minute? through the internet
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: i will say so this movie was oh man i'm gonna have to look this up to be sure that i'm getting it right uh yeah so this movie was directed by martin campbell who i believe also directed GoldenEye, who is one of i think probably one of only a few to direct multiple bonds uh, I'd have to check, but I think he's one of he's directed several Bond movies, including this one, and then um, yeah. Oh, I thought he directed one of the other ones too.
0: Do you know yeah. when those multiple Bonds vest?
1: Uh, they're municipal, so it's a whole different question. Yeah. So he revitalized. This was after again after the Brosnan played Bond in four movies. I would argue they got increasingly bad, <laughs> and that left off with die another day which i believe was in 2002 uh so there's a four-year drought after that which is not super long for bond we've gone much longer between bonds but yeah it was a it was a while and there was a lot of furor over casting daniel craig because he's blonde which James is blonde yeah you just you were waiting for that one huh
0: <laughs> i you know it's funny because i i do recall that there was a fear because he's blonde which is hilarious to me on like 17 levels
1: oh yeah it, there are there are multiple levels there definitely
0: it reminds me of the people who are trying to like make their own edits of star wars movies because they don't like ladies or something i don't know i don't really follow that story very closely but like blonde you can't have a blonde Get get out of here yeah i mean
1: that's <laughs> yeah i don't know that's it's like a parody honestly <laughs> like
0: I'm probably not the first person to make the James Blonde joke. I'm sure in fact, was, like, it's quoted headline. in
1: the Wikipedia article. Many disparagingly called him James Blonde.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I'm not original, but I am alive. So I've got that going for me. But so I, uh, I'm i excited to see who does... I, I feel like there was one Bond movie that Sheryl Crow did the song for, but I feel like maybe that was pre... I think we
1: have passed that.
0: Yeah, I think that was pre-Craig. Um, I think Lady... You know, she, like, no, it was a... a, a Adele did Skyfall, but I don't think that's the one we're watching since that seems like it would be called Skyfall and not Casino Royale. That's good,
1: good guess. Good guess. This is also, I mean, so it's funny for me because I think of this as a very modern Bond movie, but of course it's 12 years old, which is a little astounding. As, a, as a uh I. That, that is not astounding except for the number of children you have.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Seems implausible. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I went to see this with an ex-girlfriend. I mean, she was not an ex-girlfriend at the time, but... <laughs> so yeah so it was a long time ago it was a long long time ago in a galaxy in a galaxy it's yeah, this okay. one it's this galaxy
0: so we're gonna watch casino royale me for the first time you not um maybe perhaps you for the first time on a laptop screen um you know what's a shame dan it would be cool like because the listeners are going to hear what we think after we've watched the movie but they can't watch along with us and that's just it's just too bad or I wish there were they could
1: can they lex the heck you say the heck i say indeed this is the part where we remind you that if you're a member of the incomparable you can go ahead and download for yourself the commentary track in which you can watch along with me and Lex all synced up to the movie and if you're not a member of the incomparable well fix it what are you what are you waiting for uh, have we not enticed you with our witty commentary and repartee you can sign up to become a member of the incomparable go to the slash members Let's say that's it. Uh, and there you can choose from a variety of different plans, which allow you access to all sorts of extra fun features, including bootleg episodes, f- member-only specials, and some nifty other surprises. And it's very reasonable. It's a nice way to support us, your podcast hosts of choice. So go sign up at the slash members. Throw a little money in the way of not playing with Lex and Dan on the membership page. You can support any other fantastic shows that you want to, and you'll get access to our commentary tracks. Lovely, lovely commentary tracks.
0: Can okay, you do that so well? So let's uh sit back, relax, and w- <laughs> that's not a word. <laughs> let's, let's sit. I'm
1: back, unlatched. Let's relatch. Unlatch.
0: Relatch. Then relax. Then get a little amped up, but slightly relaxed, and watch Casino Royale together, shall we? Don't tell me what to do. I won't. Okay. Well, Lex. Yes, Daniel? We
1: have reached the end of Casino Royale. My thoughts are all over the
0: place, Dan. All
1: over the place.
0: Okay, here's what I'll tell you. I expected, and I think I talked about this before Pierce Brosnan, too. I liked the movie. We'll start there. I liked it. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I loved it. I liked it. Okay. I expected that it would be a little funnier as I did with the bras Cause I figured that they'd be a little bit more self-aware. It felt like with this one, it was definitely more in the mission impossible side of like, mostly about thrill spy adventure and less about like bond witticisms and even gadgetry. Mm-hmm. Um, It felt, it felt less necessarily bond. If that makes sense, you know, like it, just, it felt much more like not generic spy heist. Obviously there were ties to bond um, and it's, as you had to explain to me, a reboot. Um, but it didn't, it didn't ooze bondness. Do you know what I mean?
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it does lack some of it. And some of that is intentional because I think it's in, you know, set up as a reboot. And we start with kind of establishing Bond, getting his double O credentials. And therefore it's kind of like the formula hasn't been established, right? Like they were trying to take a break, I think, especially because uh, I think it later on in the Brosnan stuff, it just got so bogged down in its own (laughs) mythology and all this formula that they decided they wanted to sort of wipe the slate clean and start over. So they stripped a lot of that away and tried to get back to the basics of the character. And I feel that in my, you know, I think this portrayal of the character is more true to the original book character in that he is kind of a thug. He's not necessarily super clever The witticisms, I feel like, came more from the movies than from the original source material. Um, So, you know, I kind of get what they were trying to do here. I don't think all the subsequent ones in this this are quite the same. But yeah, the Craig stuff is definitely more grimmer and more modern in that sense, I guess. I mean, I would even argue the Mission Impossible movies are often funnier and more self-aware.
0: I haven't watched any of them in a long time, so <laughs> you may be right. Um, you know, I I did like his portrayal, and it's funny. I I didn't think of him as a thug as much as I thought of him as not discerning, which is maybe just a sweeter way of saying the same thing. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I the women seemed strong, um, mostly. Yeah, uh, it felt less misogynistic, even though he's still clearly like a guy who just wants attractive women uh, for the most part. I thought it got a little bit densely plotted near the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of... There's a
0: lot to unpack. And like I, I sort of needed your help. Like, I don't really know who Mr. White is in the context of this. I know that he showed up several times, but wasn't really sure what was going on with him. Well, he's... Maybe that's just my own Yeah, goodness. so I
1: mean, he is, the, he is the representative of the organization that Le Chiffre was the banker for. So he was essentially Le Chiffre's boss or benefactor. Right. And in fact they go this is one of the few cases where the second movie does deal a little bit with there there is some continuity in the Craig outings and some of it is a little bit forced and retconned. Um yes. but the next movie does kind of pick up from this this spot. Uh, is this your ways.
0: favorite of the uh, Craig movies? I think it's no? the
1: best of the Craig movies. Um, I in our in our polls, Skyfall came close, and Skyfall has some things that I like in it, um, including it's, it was also the movie on the uh, 50th anniversary of Bond, so there's some nice homage in there. But at the same time, there is some there are some things about that movie I dislike, including um, a a couple plot decisions that are kind of terrible um javier bardem has a good villain role in that but it also i think deals up the it's a little more uh or a little a little less nuanced when it comes to the women characters and yeah there are some other shortcomings in that but a lot of people like it i would say it's only so-so and the other two entries specter is pretty bad except for a couple good stunt scenes and quantum of solace is incredibly forgettable (laughs)
0: Interesting. So, if this is the best one, I mean, I liked it. Do they get funnier at all, or no? I would say not, not
1: at? much. Uh, you know, th- okay. there's some moments of levity. This is never going to be the Roger Moore outings, certainly. I think Eva Green, who played Vesper, is the best of the the Bond heroines in certainly in this series or in the uh, in the Craig uh, movies. Uh, I think she does a nice job of providing like an uh, an adept foil to him yeah and i like yeah. their scenes are some of the best scenes in the movie and that's part of the reason like i feel like rewatching it i rem- you know remember that obviously she's the she's the main love interest and main uh heroine and she doesn't show up for like 45 minutes and i felt like the movie right. to me some of it lagged a little bit until she showed up and then i was like oh that's part of why i really like this movie is i feel like their scenes are well done
0: I agree. I thought that she was good. I, it's I don't know if it's intentionally vague or if I'm simply unintentionally daft in terms of understanding exactly her motivations, because she definitely did betray him, but let him know she betrayed him and maybe she was doing it because she loved him. But it feels like there were other moves like she could say, hey, this is what I did. How should we get out of it? <laughs> like she had moves if she wanted to help him. Sure. Uh, and she cared about him. So I, I'm unclear exactly on what her motivations were.
1: Well, I mean, you know, so essentially to to save her her boyfriend, but I think at the same time she clearly grows attached to James. Oh, I
0: didn't even get that. So it's supposed to be to protect her. Yeah, her that's, that's boyfriend. what M tells her at the end is that she had a boyfriend exactly and what they had, just, uh, yeah.
1: they had kidnapped him and threatened, got it, threatened him. So, you know, I think there's a motivation for her, but yeah, it is. I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice reveal and a nice twist. I think, uh, especially because we come to think of bond as, so discerning right this whole movie is about him trying to read being a good judge of people and clearly he is not
0: yeah i mean i i i enjoyed this one um it was very long i think it was the longest bond movie ever when it was released although that record got beaten later and I, I don't know. I liked his look. Um, he certainly, I think you pointed out while we were watching, he liked the most athletic bond we've seen. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That opening chase scene that really was it was totally unnecessary, as I guess for most chase scenes. But it was awesome. Yes, like it was just agreed. very cool to watch. I was hoping there was going to be more of that, especially since they put the parkour credit in the opening credits. Right. I was like, oh, maybe we'll see more of that. But it was really just the opening scene. It's a great, it's a great stunt um, scene. Absolutely, it's amazing. Yeah and i wanted more of that stuff because i like <laughs> there was a moment near the end that i even joked about where uh, james has been spotted and so he ducks back but like once you've been seen and you're like it wasn't like he was ducking back to not get shot he was ducking back to hopefully not be seen but they had already made eye contact with him and i always find that stuff hilarious and just the the general premise of all shooting chase scenes where uh lots of bullets are fired and the people you care about don't get shot well sure yeah uh, But the chase, the, the, the that opening chase scene was just different. It was different kinds of fighting and chasing. It's very it was modern. Like it was captivating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that that helps a lot. And that was, I remember that being such a big deal Um, in the, when this movie came out, because it was not something that was heavily done, especially in Bond movies up to that point where Bond had often seemed to, you know, sail above the action or, you know, the, the, you know this this takes advantage of all the modern filmmaking that they can do in the stunts and the and the camera angles and all that stuff that allows them to be much more agile than i think they were even in the Brosnan era and you know i think they started trying to adapt to that in the Brosnan era a little bit but it didn't quite gel with the kinds of movies they were shooting so again mm-hmm. letting them sort of pull away everything and start over uh is a uh, a, a nice a nice switch up
0: yeah i mean i hear you and i think i like you said i think that vesper is a cool and intriguing character who held her own (laughs) were she not dead you could have a movie about her because Mm. she's that interesting um i actually (laughs) i think i liked her more when she was more skeptical of bond yes i agree she was just very cool then and then once she's smitten they suddenly turn her into a more traditional bond girl for a while um I think Judy Dench is unsurprisingly very good and like just believable, just fully I, inhabits M.
1: Yeah. I, I like, I mean, she's the best part of some of the subsequent movies as well. Like I like her quite a bit. Um, I think she does a nice job in this role and she ends up playing him. She plays for the entire, uh, Brosnan tenure too. So she ends up playing M in, in more movies than several bonds do.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the Ford was interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I do like also the uh, Jeffrey Wright, who we talked about, uh, who is on Westworld, plays Felix Leiter here. And we have seen Felix at least in one previous installment. I think he shows up in Goldfinger. Um, he's like a long-running character in the the bomb books, the CIA. I think we saw... We didn't see a version. We saw a different CIA agent in the um, Pierce Brosnan era. They Somebody else uh, is not a character, I think, from the
0: books. But There was a moment when I thought that, that he was going to... That he was going to double cross James, mm-hmm. um, but he did not. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think he is. I, I mean, tell me the actor's name one more time. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. I feel like he's always captivating on screen. And he's another one where he's just like, he's just... Uh, It feels like he's living inside the character he's playing. It doesn't feel like, you know, like, I don't actually think that Daniel Craig is a, I don't know, Daniel Craig is acting, and he's doing a great job at it, and he does a nice job performing James Bond, but like, you look at somebody like Jeffrey Wright, and he's just like, he's like Meryl Streepian, right? He's just like there, he's just present, and I love that. And so, like, he does not have a very big part, nor does he get to show a ton of personality, but I still always liked when he was on screen i agree
1: i agree i i, I kind of wish there was more of him in some of these movies but it's again you do fall prey that even if you're sort of upending the formula a little bit um you're still trying to focus a movie on one singular character which at the end of the day is one of the things i find frustrating about the james bond movies it's hard to have any character growth or interesting um ba- you know interesting development when your constants are so limited in terms of the supporting cast like i think that's that's tricky
0: yeah, I'm with you. And it's, there's such a big cast too. So it's, it's hard to me to find, and this is part of your point, right? To your point, they don't grow, but it's also just find, hard to find ones to care about. Yeah. You know that the woman will be disposable to bond by the end of the movie, whether because he moves on, she moves on, or she dies. And so it's hard to get too invested. Uh, and also, I missed, um, uh q is that his name
1: (laughs) yes there is no this is one of the first uh, so desmond lewin uh who played him in most of the earlier movies he died midway through the brosnan era i want to say
0: why did he do that
1: uh you know i don't know he's just stubborn like that got it um and so he is briefly replaced um so in in one of the books when he's or one of the movies when he is first ailing a bit they have him supported by his uh apprentice who I think is R uh who is played by John Cleese um which is you know that tells you the tone of the Brosnan movies right there um but then he uh I think then then John Cleese takes over the cue role for the last Brosnan film and we don't get another cue until midway through the um the daniel craig franchise
0: i think the best performance in this film was richard branson
1: (laughs) they mention in the uh, incidentally i was just looking at the wikipedia page his scenes were cut out in the uh uh in the versions that aired on virgin flights (laughs) really yes the cameo was cut out the in-flight version shown on the british airway in-flight system
0: oh i see that's why non-virgin lines uh and
1: the virgin atlantic aircraft branson supplied had its tail fin bearing the company logo obscured i did catch the virgin atlantic tail fin during the airport chasing i'd forgotten the airport chasing entirely <laughs> i did not remember any of that
0: but yeah i mean i i like this one i i now can i know that soon i have to make a decision over what is my my favorite bond who i want to see another one of who's your favorite bond dan we've seen them all now
1: i mean i still there's a lot that i still like about connery but it's it's really tainted with the the atmosphere of those films in that yes. era. So it's hard to want to immediately dive back into that. I, maybe there are movies that are better about it than others, but I have a hard time believing that a lot of it is uh, that easily um, is that I have a hard believe, time believing it's not pervasive in the films of that era. Sure. So that makes it hard. But I do I do like his portrayal, um, and I just enjoy watching him on screen. I would say Craig and Brosnan kind of tie for second for me. I, I like them both, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I do think Pierce Brosnan is very cool. I uh, enjoy his, his his delivery of a lot of the one-liners. Um, but Craig does feel more intense in many ways that I, I kind of dig his his take on the character. It's very different from all the previous takes, and that's kind of refreshing.
0: And I think that, you know... <sighs> I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, what do I want out of these movies? Um, And I think I told you, like, the Thomas Crown Affair to me is, like, my favorite movie of this style of movie, which it might be people wouldn't even consider the style of movie. But, like, I am more interested in, like, cleverness and intrigue than I am in awesome chase scenes most of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree. And... I like the thoughtfulness of those, and I think that some of the bond, like that opening Bond scene, like was of this one, it was a chase scene, but it was it was really thoughtful and interesting and like different. And I like right. that. Right, you can do and interesting
1: then, stunts without them being. Yeah. I mean, this was this is a little off topic, but I, I saw the most recent Mission Impossible movie last week, and a lot of people seem to like it, and I don't want to take anything away from that. It had some truly fantastic stunts, and in fact, I was reading an article in the New York Times today just about all the crazy stunts that Tom Cruise has done. And I love that aspect of him because it is just sort of spectacle, right? Um, But the thing that disappointed me about that movie was a lack of cleverness and a lack of stuff that made it feel in the same way that you felt like maybe this wasn't a James Bond movie so much as more generic size action movie, I felt the same thing about that, which is like I would have liked a Mission Impossible movie that felt more like that and less like a generic action film.
0: Yeah. And uh, so that's when I, I'm trying to figure out what, like, who my favorite Bond is. You're right. I forgot that I really did like Brosnan and I always liked Brosnan's delivery. um I liked Roger Moore because he was, he seemed he seemed to be decidedly trying to not to ham it up at all, but to to have fun with it where I guess Craig seemed like he was trying to take it very seriously and probably out of necessity right
1: yeah, i mean some of that is the era too right like i think about yep. it was in the 2000s i remember remarking at the time that it seemed like every franchise had to get rebooted in the tone of that era right serious and grim you you had like a big batman resurgence you had james bond like you had a lot of franchises come back and get reinvented to feel modern and that in many cases necessarily meant very serious and kind of more grim or dark and I think that trend has largely continued, but I I think you, especially later on in the 2000s, when you get stuff like the Marvel movies, people tend to, like, humor and lightness, I think, has started to pervade some of those, so it's not quite as unforgiving as it was in 2000. And to to be fair, you know, 2000s were an era that was defined essentially by something very grim and dark happening towards the very beginning of it, so that was kind of a mindset that
0: a lot of people were in. Got it. Got it. Interesting. I mean, so I don't know who my favorite is. I kind of I am inspired by your telling me that you like Brosnan and Craig a lot, and I, I guess you said that you you have Connery, but you don't like the the feel of his movies, and then those two are kind of tied for second, right?
1: That yeah. I mean, I I enjoy Connery a lot in in and of himself, but yeah, the movies it's harder yeah. to. They're harder to a little harder to stomach uh, in the modern day than they were even you know 20 years so, ago.
0: So how, and I, like I know that like true movie fans hate me for this, but like I tend to appreciate more modern movies more than older movies because I was raised on them. Uh, but so modern being you know post my birth, uh, but of the mo- the Brosnan and Craig Bond films we haven't watched, of which there are many, what's the best one to you? To you, Dan. Morton, oh, I'll of, vote. of both of those. Combined, if you put them all together, which is the best Bond movie?
1: You know, and so this is the thing, like I have a I there are some of them I haven't seen in a long time. I think my inclination is for, for Brosnan movies, I really like Tomorrow Never Dies, which is the second one after Goldeneye. And uh I don't know if it's aged well. Probably parts of it haven't, but there are at least a couple like action sequences in there that I remember enjoying. And then of the Craig stuff, I would say Skyfall is probably the next best movie and even that one i have some i have some issues with but um it's it's a, it's got its moments so i don't know i would it would be kind of down to a toy, a coin uh, coin toss of those two and then if you threw you know Sean Connery in the, into the equation probably uh from Russia with love and Roger Moore's the spy who loved me it was the next well rated one there and the one i haven't seen as well so there's the kind of a that's kind of an assortment of what i would think of any of the particular Bonds. And then George Lazenby, you know, we just go watch Honor and Majesty's Secret Service again. Backwards.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I want to watch We're not watching another Timothy Dalton movie. (laughs) that way. (laughs) I want to watch one of the most recent two Bonds. And you can pick which one. But that's what I think we should do next.
1: All right. Well, we will, uh, I will think on this. And we will, we will surprise our listeners with a one more, one more episode in this season of not playing And it will be the 1967 Casino Royale with Woody Allen and David Niven.
0: (laughs) Playing. Not playing. (laughs) Uh, Well, Dan, I've seen every Bond. And I owe that to you. I've seen every Bond actor, I should say. I haven't seen every Bond movie. Let me be clear.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is licensed and bonded.
0: Yes. Well, uh, well, thank you, Dan. And thank you to your (laughs) listeners.
1: And... Dan and Lex will return in a Bond movie yet to be disclosed. But until then, keep watching the stars.
0: <laughs> Dan and I have a friend named Mathis.
1: That's true. Do you think he betrayed us? <laughs>
0: Many times. For one thing, he won't listen to this track and know that we talked about him. Hmm. Betrayal. How do you not listen to this track and all the insights we share while watching the movie? (laughs)